Welcome to the Potter's House Community Church's podcast. Join us weekly as we feature our Sunday sermons. The Potter's House Community Church exists to help people be shaped by God to be followers of Jesus Christ. We hope today's message encourages you as we dive into God's Word. So grab your favorite drink and let's listen to today's sermon. So show me your mysteries, my God. Today we're doing what we do here at Potter's House and we're continuing in where we are in Scripture. Um, And so I think there's a good chance that we are in one of the most unlikely Christmas passages ever on Christmas morning. Uh, I will venture to say that probably out of all churches around the globe, we are the only one looking at this passage this morning. Um, I think there's a, there's a high probability of that. Um, because we're in Genesis chapter 11, and we're looking at the story of the Tower of Babel. Um, but as we look at this story, I think doing so on Christmas actually might give us a new perspective a little bit on this story. And we can maybe get some new insights out of it when we come, come to it from a Christmas lens, okay? And so, uh, so I want us to go ahead and, and jump in to the story. So we're in Genesis chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and, and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the whole face of the earth. And so here we have what's happened is... Right after the flood, what was the instruction that God had given? Fill the earth. Spread out. Go everywhere. Fill this place up. Um, Keep making babies. Keep going out with your babies and send your babies out and spread out everywhere, right? Um, And so mankind, what did we decide to do? Hey, let's all get together in one spot and build a tower, right? Like, this this seems like a good idea. Um, We figured out how to make bricks, so now we're going to make a tower, And we're going to reach it all the way to the heavens. Um, And basically, it seems like they're saying, hey, we want everybody to see how great we are. Look at us. Look at our big tower. It's so awesome. And basically, kind of subtext, it doesn't straight up say this kind of subtext. It kind of seems like they're saying, our plan is better than God's plan. We're going to do what we want to do. And we're going to be great for it, right? Like everybody's going to know how great we are. Let's see how God felt about this. Verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will come now to be impossible for them. Come, let us go down. And there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. And therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. So into the story, what happens? 
God, before the story, said, hey, fill the whole earth. Go everywhere. End of the story, what's happening? They're going everywhere and they're filling the earth. And the thing that God used to make that happen was he confused their language. And I thought it would be cool for a little Christmas tie today uh, for us to say Merry Christmas in any languages we know. What do you guys got? What was that? I'm not going to repeat that, but that's awesome. Is that German? Nice. So we got German. What else we got in here? Feliz Navidad. Say. Joyeux Noël. Okay. And which one's that? French. Okay. All right. We got, got Hawaiian up here. All right. Somebody just got back from the islands, so... Any others? You guys got anything else? Jenny, I heard you saying something this morning. I know, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. So. It doesn't matter. None of us would know either. So. <laughs> pig, pig Latin, all right. B- busting out pig Latin this morning, okay. What were you saying, Ken? What is that? Okay. Nice. Man, I didn't know you were so lingual, Ken. So, so many hidden talents, so. Okay, there we go. But, uh, but yeah, anybody that's ever studied another language would, uh, would probably agree with me that uh, when God confused the languages, he did a really good job, right? Like, he mixed them up well. Um, and, and so that, that's kind of the point of this story. One, one of the things I get from this story is, I, bring, I think this story really brings validity to the Bible and what we see in the world today. Um, one of the questions I've asked before to atheists when, I'm, when I've dialogued with them is, well, where did all the languages come from? Like, if we all evolved from a common ancestor, why would all of a sudden we have all these different languages all over the place? Um, which the best answer they usually could give me is, a lot of time, right? So like anything you don't know, just throw time at it and it answers it, right? So billions of years and that answers it, um, which doesn't really make sense to me. But this does make sense to me, right? This, this coincides with what I see in the world. Yeah, spread out around the world. There's different languages. There's different cultures around those languages. Um, and so that would make sense that this story would be true. This story is something that happened, that God confused the languages and the people spread out from there. Um, and so it, it makes sense to me. And so here's what's happened. God caused the people to speak different languages because they were not obeying him. Again, mankind was saying, we're better than God. We're going to do what we want to do, not what he wants us to do. And so he says, no, that's not going to work. This time, I'm not going to wipe you out with a flood. This time, I'm just not going to let you communicate with each other. And that's how I'll deal with this. And so God does that. But now I want us to bring in the Christmas story and tie in the Christmas story to this. And maybe we can see a comparison between the people at the Tower of Babel and what's going on at Christmas. And so now I want us to flip over to a Christmas passage that you might not think of as a Christmas passage. But we're in Philippians chapter 2. And I'll just read, read from you here in Philippians chapter 2. This is Paul's instruction uh, to, to us as Christians. 
says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Do you think that was common talk around Babel? Hey, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but count others. No, they're all about selfish ambition and conceit and what they're doing there. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who? Okay, so here, here we're getting to Christmas. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Merry Christmas. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so here, Paul has given us his version of the Christmas story. And he's saying, hey, here's what Jesus did. He's eternally existed as the second person of the Trinity. He is God. He is divine. In his essence, in his being, in who he is, he has all right and all authority. We know from Scripture that he is the word through which the world came to be, through which it was spoken and everything was made. He made everything. He has claim on everything. And yet he humbled himself and came and took on human flesh. He came down from his throne. He came down from his lofty position to humble himself. And when we look at the Christmas story, he came in in one of the most humble ways imaginable, right? Like he's, he's born and as a baby he's laid in a, in a feed trough. And he's, he's the creator of everything. And yet he's come in that way. Out of love for us. Out of concern for us. Out of care for us. So let's compare that. You've got Babel where people are doing what people do. Saying look how great we are. Look what we're doing. Hey, my tower's bigger than your tower, right? Like, we're going to, we're going to, I'm, you got to know the guys building this thing are like, I made more bricks than you today, right? Like, that's just given, you know? Um, and so they're, they're, they're doing their thing and they're, they're all about themselves. And we contrast that with what Jesus does at Christmas where Jesus comes and the one who really is worthy of it being all about him the one who's worthy of all the praise, of all the acclamation, he comes and humbles himself and takes on human form. Born as one of us, takes a human flesh, all for the purpose of being able to go to the cross. There's another tie I want us to make today between Babel. So Babel, what's going on is, is they're building their kingdom, right? They're building themselves up. They're building their kingdom. That's what they're about. So God puts a stop to it. He confuses their language and he says, end of building project. Now, in the New Testament, we have a moment where God reverses this. And that's at Pentecost. Because God, all of a sudden at Pentecost, he's, he kind of, whatever he did to confuse the languages, he undoes it. Here for a minute, okay? So let's look at this. Um, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 5. This is after Jesus has risen from the dead. He's ascended into heaven. 
It says this, Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. And at this sound of the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Eliamites, uh, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty words of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with a new wine. And so we see here, all of a sudden, there's this reversal to Babel. So in Babel, God says, Hey, you're trying to build your own kingdom. I'm putting a stop with it with all these other languages. But at this moment, where God is about to really start spreading his kingdom, where he's about to really start building his kingdom on what Jesus has just done on the cross, he reverses that so that it can be understood, so that everybody can understand it in their own language, which is amazing. And it just shows the power of God and what what he's doing. So what is the message? What is the message that he reverses all of this for? He reverses all of this for this message that Peter preaches, and I'm just going to read it to you today. Because this is the message that God said, hey, this is worthy of me reversing all of this. Because I want everybody in every tongue and every nationality to be able to hear and understand this message. But Peter, standing with eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out, my flat, pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosening the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life, and you will make me full of gladness with your presence." 
Brothers, I may say to you with confidence with the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he was poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. This Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many words, many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And so that is how the church began. That is how the kingdom of Jesus started to spread. And it all started at this moment with, with God pulling back the curse of Babel, pulling it back and saying, hey, this message is so important, all of mankind needs it. And so he, he takes an uneducated fisherman and he uses him to preach these words, to share the truth of what's happened with these people so that his message could go out, so that the good news of what Jesus has done could go out. And that's the message for us this Christmas. It's a message that we get to celebrate in our language, whatever language that might be. Thankfully today that this message has been translated into most of the languages of the world. We still have work to do on that. There's, there's a, a few that aren't there yet that don't have God's word in their native tongue. I'm thankful for people I know who are dedicating their lives to translating it so that they have it in their language. But I just want to challenge us today to be thankful for a God who would send his own son to take on human flesh, to live as one of us, to live a perfect sinless life and to die on a cross for us so that we could be made right with him. Because our inclination is, hey, I know what we should do. Let's go build a tower. But his inclination is, hey, I've got a better plan for you. His plan for them in that time was, hey, fill the whole earth. His plan for us today is, hey, that earth that's now full, let them all know about the gospel. And that's his marching orders that he's given us. And that is the opportunity that we have before us. So let me pray for us and we'll worship some more. Jesus, we do thank you for coming. We thank you for the gift that you are to us. We thank you for the, um, 
just the great thing that, that you've given us in the, the ability to be saved and the ability to be made right with you. And we thank you that that message and that is true for all nations, for all peoples. And Lord, we, we pray that you'll use our church, that you'll use us in helping taking that message, taking that good news to the world. Lord, I pray for uh, the languages today who do not have your word in their native tongue. Lord, I pray that uh, you, those you have gifted with linguistic abilities will be able to go to them, learn their language, and, and translate your word into their native tongue where they can hear it for themselves. They can be like the people in Acts 2 saying, I hear this in my own tongue. I hear this in the way that I understand. And Lord, I just pray that that will happen throughout our globe. Lord, we thank you for all you do, and we thank you for this Christmas. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Feel free to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and share with others. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at www.potterschurch.ca or you can connect with us also on social media. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of our weekly sermon series. We hope that you have such an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for being-